Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome. Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. If you're planning a short trip to Disney World, today's the episode for you because we talk about what you need to think about when you're choosing which park to skip. Final episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe at Patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered for bonus content, or you can let me be your travel agent at no cost to you. Let me do all the hard work and get started today by emailing Joseph Chung at travelmation.net. If you've got a question for the podcast, email us at DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So on today's episode, you know, I hopefully have a short trip to disney world coming up now it's only going to be two or three nights and there are four parks so leslie and i thought it would be fun to talk about which is the park to skip on a short trip or more to the point what are the things you should be thinking about about each park when you're choosing which park to skip now we got a lot of help from our patrons who support us at patreon.com slash disney deciphered we have a facebook group for people who have supported us or have left a one-time donation and so you know we'll be sprinkling in some of the things that people have shared shout out to you all who are patrons thank you for your help on this episode uh, this was a lot of fun to talk about and think about and also another shout out leslie has an article a little bit dated but mostly up to date or maybe you know, by the time this episode comes out, she'll have updated it about this very idea. You know, which park should you skip on a short trip? Anything else to say, Leslie, before we get started? Yeah, I'm totally going to update that post. I think it was written in 2017, but it's in, it's interesting looking back at it. You know, things change at Disney so much. Um, you know, attractions are closed, new things open. It's a constant state of flux. So the answer as to which park you should skip evolves. You know, it depends, of course, on your situation, your personal family situation and how old your kids are and what you're interested in and all of that kind of stuff but it does it does change it's it's one of those things that's a moving target so in our efforts to be somewhat evergreen here at disney deciphered we will probably have to re-record this episode in a year or two yeah and leslie's post she's like and an upcoming star wars galaxy's edge no i'm just kidding it does say it says that right now it does it totally does (laughs) it mentions the upcoming toy story land and the upcoming star wars galaxy's edge oh that's old if it mentions the upcoming pandora you know that's too far no no it's not that far All right. So let's uh, start. Uh, you know, we should mention before we get started that in case you missed it, park hopping is back. Uh, you can park hop starting at 2 p.m. to another park. So if you do have a park hopper, you may not have to miss one of the four parks on a short trip. Although, you know, with travel time and stuff like that, maybe you still want to choose a park to skip. So let's get started with kind of 
the park that has the least to do right now, or maybe least to do in general, and also the park that came up the most in our Facebook group, and that is Animal Kingdom. So what are some reasons to consider skipping Animal Kingdom on a short trip, Leslie? So as a parent of, of younger kids, they're not as young as yours are anymore, Joe, I often skipped Animal Kingdom because there just isn't as much for younger kids to do. There's a couple of really great thrill rides, Expedition Everest and, of course, Flight of Passage. But if your kids aren't big enough to ride those, the sort of second tier attractions are, are few and far between. And, and it's, it's sort of hard to say that, too, because like young kids, of course, love animals and there's a lot to see that is really just great with the animals there. But there are a lot of places that we can take our kids to see animals as well. I mean, we have a fantastic zoos near where I live. So it's just not as much of a priority when we go to Disney World. I mean, we're looking more for the attractions. So for that reason, we've definitely skipped it over the last decade with taking my kids there because of just there's just not as much there to like fill a day with with kids. And that's especially true right now as we're recording. Right, Joe? Yeah. So shout out to Mary P. Like I said, this was the most chosen in our Facebook group. But Mary P, Scott M, Brad B, Sam C, they all said that this would probably be the park that they skip. And Mary pointed out that right now with Festival of the Lion King closed, although it's opening this summer, but also Finding Nemo the Musical closed, there's just not enough to do. And I should say, like, from my context, it's very different which child I have if I'm thinking about this. I'm considering taking my three-year-old and for my three-year-old, like I boiled it down. I can only take her on Navi River Journey, Kilimanjaro Safaris, and Triceratops Spin. Like those are the only three things that I can take her on right now. I'm not going to take her to the Bugs Life thing and traumatize her for life or re-traumatize myself for life. And so, you know, for my three-year-old, yes, naturally you would think with all the animals and the safaris, which of course is amazing. It would be a great place to take her, but, you know, without the character meet and greet, without the Boneyard open, the playground that Animal Kingdom has, you know, there's just not a lot for us to do there. And if you are on a really short trip, it takes a long time to get to Animal Kingdom. You know, it's the furthest of the parks. So these are all the things that I'm kind of thinking about. However, if I was taking my eight-year-old who's super into animals right now, then there would be the safaris. We could probably ride it twice. We could go on Maharaja Jungle Trek, you know, and all the various walks um, to learn about the different wildlife. You know, we could take the train out to the animation experience that's out there at Rafiki's Planet Watch. You know, she'd be really into all that stuff. And so, you know, it's really different depending on the age of the kids. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I do think the distance is important to keep in mind, especially if you're, you know, on a one or two or even a, a three day trip, because it's a long bus ride. <laughs> it really is. And I don't love spending a lot of time on Disney Transit. And right now, Disney Transit's really kind of in flux. Supply, demand have not really been meeting each other, right? At least at this moment here as crowds pick up during spring break. So something to, to keep in mind. I mean, maybe it's a different calculus if you have your own car and are driving and you won't be waiting on on transportation but something to keep in mind for sure in the you know as we get through this pandemic and see how the transportation responds the other thing i would mention too you should likely skip this if this is your first trip to walt disney world unless you have like a real reason to need to go like your kid is obsessed with animals because it just isn't as much classic disney like all of the franchises and characters and and things that sort of you associate with like your core disney memories it's not animal kingdom so it's the most peripheral to me in terms of the branding i guess (laughs) so i don't think it's essential for a first-time guest 
Yeah, the most classic Disney you'll get is Tree of Life Awakenings, which happens at night and the tree lights up and you'll see some classic Disney images in motion, which is really beautiful. But yeah, I agree. There's just like a lot less classic Disney there, unless you're talking about that uh, two-year-old Disney property, Pandora Avatar, which uh, everyone, of course, loves. Number one movie in history again. That no one remembers. (laughs) Yes, yes. So, all right, so let's move on to the next park. Um, This is partially because it is still under a lot of construction. We hate to say it since it is our favorite park, but Epcot probably is the second park you should consider skipping. What are some of the reasons that you might want to skip Epcot, Leslie? Well, there's just so much construction happening right now, and there's so much that's coming in the next year or two. So I would say if you're somebody who knows you're coming back to Disney World in, say, 2022 or 2023, you're really going to see a brand new Epcot starting to take shape after new things start to open. So, you know, if you're like we are, Joe, who, you know, people who are visiting every year, this might be the year to kind of sit Epcot out and wait for Epcot 2.0 to finally show up. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. And I'd also say, you know, I hate to say this as a parent (laughs) of younger kids, but it's not as toddler friendly. It's not as preschooler friendly of a park. I love it. I love all the geeky stuff. It is not as appreciated by younger kids because so many of the offerings there kind of go over their heads or it's about food. Um, The restaurants are great. The food festivals are great, but it's it's a big park and it's a park that really tires out little feet. It tires out parents who are pushing strollers if you have younger kids. So it's a park that as much as I adore it and geek out when I'm at Epcot, it it, it isn't for everybody. Everybody's not as weird as we are, Joe. Yes. Bring back Body Wars, you cowards. Oh, love Body Wars. <laughs> Every time <laughs> one of my kids gets a splinter, I think about Body Wars. Totally. <laughs> They're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. But uh, yeah, the other thing is, you know, if you're a thrill ride junkie, there's kind of not enough to find here. I mean, I wouldn't call Soren a thrill ride. Test Track isn't really a thrill ride either. You know, the three big attractions, Test Track, Soren, and Frozen Ever After, none of them are anything that you're going to write home about if you are a thrill junkie. With all the walking that you have to do to get from attraction to attraction, really, if you're not at Epcot to eat, then you might want to consider skipping it on your trip. Like you said, Leslie, this is going to change. The Guardians ride is coming. You know, the Moana, excuse me, the Journey of Water Pavilion featuring Moana is going to come. Harmonious is going to be around hopefully by the end of the year, definitely sometime in 2022. So Epcot will have a lot more to see, but especially right now as it's in flux, you know, you just might want to skip it. I agree. And I'd also mention, I'd also throw in there, there are very few times of year where there isn't a festival at Epcot. (laughs) They kind of all blend together to me (laughs) these days. But if you're ever visiting kind of in between festivals, then that might also be a time to skip Epcot because there just is not as much to eat and see. And it's, it's, you know, of course, if you're looking to like really do a deep dive into the nooks and crannies of Epcot that's a great time because the crowds won't be there but you won't see Epcot like fully up to speed in between festivals you know it's funny our uh, mutual friend Lindsay uh, redhead baby mama you can find her on Twitter or on her Facebook uh, she has a great blog as well but uh, she loves it when there are no festivals and she I think she hashtags it naked Epcot or something like that <laughs> so there are some people 
who uh, like Epcot in its vanilla state. But yes, I agree. I mean, Generally, we would the like festivals it. are the reason. To go. Yes, <laughs> we would. The yeah. nerd, the nerds <laughs> would like it. But for you normies out there, uh, you might want to consider skipping it, especially if there's no festival happening. All right, so let's move on to Hollywood Studios. What are some reasons we might consider skipping Hollywood Studios on a short trip, Leslie? Well, Hollywood Studios for a long time, like when I wrote my blog post, uh, was the park that everybody was like, skip, it's small, there's not enough to do, it's not a full day park. In fact, um, I found an old blog post on, on touring plans as well from 2017. That was the year that I wrote my blog post as well. And that was their most often skipped park. They surveyed their, their users and readers. So that was definitely the park that people were poo-pooing for a long time. Of course, a lot has been added in the last couple of years to, to change that park. I mean, I definitely, the conventional wisdom has been for years to skip that park if you have toddlers and preschoolers because it is known as the thrill park ride. That's where you've got Tower of Terror. That's where you've got Rock and Roller Coaster. So, you know, now you have the the rides in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, both of which have height requirements. So this is more of the thrill ride park. And so the conventional wisdom is skip it if you have little ones. But that is not conventional wisdom that I've ever agreed with. And I, I certainly don't agree with now because I think it's a great park because there's there's little things that you can find that you can't find anywhere else for young kids like well, Toy Story Land. Kids are just going to love exploring that, even if they can't ride Slinky Dog Dash. There are other attractions. You, I know you've done <laughs> Alien Swirling Saucers like six or seven times in a row with your young kids. Yes, thank you for yes. the uh, memories. Thank you. <laughs> the the memories and the nightmares. And then, of course, there's a huge presence of Disney Junior there. I mean, it's dampened right now because of COVID, but that is you know something that will stand the test of time with the little ones. There's also now Lightning McQueen. Racing Academy, and then of course the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which little ones can appreciate. So I think it's a good park for for toddlers and preschoolers. It's a smaller park, so the footprint's more walkable. I always say if you have little ones, go for it. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I mean, it really feels outside of the Magic Kingdom like the most full park right now. I mean, it is in a state that it's probably going to remain in for the next three to five years. They're not going to add anything new. You know, it's only going to be small tweaks because Star Wars Galaxy's Edge was such a huge undertaking. And I do think Hollywood Studios is a park that has something for almost every age group right now. Like if you're a thrill ride junkie, there's a ton to do. Like you just said, if you have younger kids, there's a lot to do. And if you have medium kids, you know, they can split the difference. They can do some of the younger kids stuff and maybe they can start with some of the thrill ride stuff. Maybe they're not ready for Tower of Terror, but they're ready for Star Tours, Rise of the Resistance, et cetera, et cetera. So I would say like the only thing to consider about skipping this park on a short trip is if you're going to come back, well... Hollywood Studios is probably going to be the most crowded park. It's at least going to feel the most crowded. It's going to be the hardest to get a park reservation for. So it's kind of those logistical reasons that would have you skip the park. But in terms of the park itself, I mean, there's just so much to do right now that probably not going to want to skip it unless you need to skip Hollywood Studios. You can go to like a food festival or something because you're a foodie and you're into that kind of thing. Yeah, be forewarned, I guess. The food at Hollywood Studios is not good. (laughs) So that is, if you're really on this... Uh, hunt for Disney food. This is not the park to do it at. So that's, I guess, the the one the one reason I'd say skip it. I mean, they do sell popcorn, so if you want to eat that all day, you'll be okay. That's right. Well, there's the new table service restaurant coming to Toy Story Land, so we'll reserve judgment. Maybe that'll be good. Yeah, if you're doing table service, like the Sci-Fi Drive-In is okay. You know, there's a lot of okay stuff to eat, but nothing that 
really is to write home about. Brown Derby is really nice, but it's really expensive too. So there's that trade-off there. So quick service wise, it's not that much to write home about. Woody's lunchbox, it's just the lines are too long or mobile order lines even are too long. Yeah, for sure. All right. Were any things at Magic Kingdom? It's kind of like cheating because Magic Kingdom is what everyone thinks of when they think of Disney World. It is a castle park. You know, that's what those are called, like Magic Kingdom, Disneyland, Tokyo Disneyland, Hong Kong Disneyland. You know, these are the parks that have the castles, which are super iconic. Shout out to Steve K, who is one of our patrons. He said because he's a Disneyland regular, his family is actually going to be in Florida for a short trip and they are going to skip the Magic Kingdom because Disneyland is so superior. Leslie, you have a two-minute soapbox, okay? Wow. <laughs> Go at it, okay? And then, you know, after two minutes, I'm cutting you off. No, I mean, it's it's fighting words from Steve. But, I mean, I understand that perspective. Disneyland is a, I mean, it's the original. It's the Castle Park, and it does have a lot more packed into it. But it's not the same as Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom has a lot that's unique. Um, I, of course, love Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and that's always a must-ride for me. And... You know, I love seeing the castle, and I I never skip Magic Kingdom. I never, even though I go to Disneyland all the time, I still never skip Magic Kingdom. Maybe it's just the nostalgia. Maybe it's because I grew up going to Walt Disney World and have childhood memories there. But I mean, I, I hear I hear him, but not enough to skip it myself. <laughs> wow, I gave you a chance to say Disneyland was superior, but I did you, say uh, Disneyland was superior. I did say that. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> it okay. absolutely is. <laughs> Yeah. And if if for some reason you are a first time visitor on a short trip, like you cannot miss the Magic Kingdom, especially if you haven't been to Disneyland. It's just too synonymous with the Disney World experience. And it has the most attractions. It will cover every single age group. There will be an attraction that will work for you. It also kind of has the most stuff open right now compared relatively because it has the least number of shows. You know, a lot of shows are closed right now. That's affecting Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, but you know, that's not affecting Magic Kingdom that much. The other thing we would say is, you know, if you're visiting during super busy crowded times, Magic Kingdom will be packed. That's where if you have a park hopper, you might want to time things in a way that makes sense. But still, overall, Magic Kingdom, it's tough to skip unless you know you know that you're going to be back soon. Yeah, that's right. But definitely do watch it on on holiday periods like Christmas itself, you know, New Year's. It, it really can be crushing during the holiday periods when you're, when you're taking into account, I guess, the sort of locals and semi-locals who are just coming in for a day, that is the park that they are going to. So you want to dodge that if you can, especially if you're there on like a longer trip. Try to to plan your Magic Kingdom day for a time when the crowds are going to be be lower at least. But if you if you have to skip it, <laughs> then to dodge the crowds and, and not be completely miserable. Because I, I will say, having coming from my Disneyland experience, that park can be miserable on super crowded time periods and that happens at, at uh magic kingdom as well nice all right so that does it for what to think about if you're choosing which park to skip on a short trip but before we get out of here leslie we like to end every episode with the disney do or don't so do you have a disney do or don't for us regarding choosing a park yes so my disney do for everyone is to be sure to make your Disney Park Pass reservations immediately, like the second you buy your tickets, because the demand is increasing. I mean, here we are going into spring, 
and spring break has been busy and we're already starting to have a little bit of sellout around October 1st and the 50th and people are, are definitely interested in going to back to Disney World. Demand's going to increase and if you want to be sure to get to go to the park that you want to go to and not have the choice made for you because of park pass availability, you've got to lock in your reservations right away. So people hate planning super far in advance and this has kind of been a nice break here during COVID that you don't have to plan your Disney World vacation, you know, like 180 days in advance like you used to, but you do need to plan this in advance. This is one of those things that's coming back and it really does matter. So, so lock in park pass, you know, you can change them later if you need to and you save, see availability, but pick up something that you can live with if you're headed to Walt Disney World this year because it's going to increase. The demand is going to increase. Yeah. And as always, if you're not sure, just do Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom, and then closer in, you still should be able to switch to Epcot or Animal Kingdom right now. All right. So that does it for which park to skip. We'd love to hear, you know, what your thoughts are. What are some reasons you choose to skip whichever park on a short trip? Let us know. DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at WWDeciphered and message us there. Or you can leave us a message on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash DisneyDeciphered. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. As Leslie said, it is getting busy. Perhaps you are part of the reason it's getting busier. So if you are taking a trip to Disney World anytime soon, we wish you a magical vacation. Other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you probably not at Animal Kingdom. Thanks, Joe. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.